Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. I am so excited to be chatting with you guys today. We are going to be covering why I am all of a sudden so interested in apologetics and why it is so essential for Christians to comprehend, understand, and do, go, practice. Apologetics means to defend the gospel. Because in scripture, we see in 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense or apologia to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That is 1 Peter 3.15. And I want to share with you guys one of the biggest things that happened in my life in 2020 that put me in a situation where I knew I either chose, had to choose Christ or what was not of Christ. And the Lord catapulted me into his promises, his arms, and where he was leading me to in life. So here we go. (laughs) Okay. So when I was probably in the midst of the virus, I believe it was Oh, guys, let me try to think. Mm, April, wait, January, February, March, April, May, June. Maybe it was June. I don't really know. I've really lost track of the months, but I believe it was around there. And what ended up happening is I got the opportunity to be asked to join this group of people. <laughs> Wow, that already sounds great, doesn't it? I, I I met someone that was a kind, beautiful, such an honorable human being that deemed so sincere and wonderful. And I, and I, I met this person and and they invited me to to be a part or join and just come see what this this group was about. They had biblical doctrines. Everything was in line with biblical truth. They actually said that. They made sure I knew that it was biblical truth, biblical doctrines in line within this group setting, um, which obviously made me happy because that's how I live my life. Even though I'm a sinner, I continue to press into the truth of Christ, even though my flesh wavers. That's what we do. So long story short, I got involved in this little group of women and they had a goal of just simply bringing the truth of Christ, having people know who he is being healed from their brokenness and believing in their healing. And it seemed so good. It seemed so good. What ended up happening is 
I stayed within just this community of people. They met one night a week and I just got more and more involved and they they saw that I was a leader and they wanted me to, you know, lead in a couple of areas. And I thought, yes, this is perfect. After about my third week visiting, which I won't go into too much detail about, I started to see some red flags and I tried to ignore it. Let me tell you, I did. Because, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. And so there are some things that were surprising to me growing up in my faith in college. Things I got to see practiced and uh, and specific things like the charismatic gifts that we could talk about in, in our day and age that we have seemingly labeled. You know, there's not a label like that in scripture. But what I saw there was far different from what I had seen in scripture, what I had been taught was being practiced, what I had even seen on mission trips to England, and what I had seen in specific home churches. There was just something going on there that I did not see in line with what I had been taught and learned. So I started diving into scripture and studying and looking into scholars' work and and researching all these people that had come up, not come up, that had studied the Bible and <laughs> studied the Bible <laughs> and had come from these new age ideals and practices or just ways of life, the progressive movement or just this overly charismatic movement and had come from that and came to Christ. And so I'm seeing this and reading and studying and I'm seeing everything that goes against scripture that this group of women were practicing and invoking and leading and providing. And I'm saying that I'm a part of them. I'm I'm trying to sell my book there. I'm trying to be involved. And so about my fifth or sixth visit, I continued to go. Guys, I don't know what I was doing. It was like there was blinders on my eyes. Like, obviously, I knew that there was red flags. I am personally very... Um, not very, very, like more than another human being, but I'm I'm a little familiar with Bethel and uh, and Redding, California, and their belief system and their practices, and I really enjoy following multiple people that have come out of there and have testimonials. And when I heard that the people in this group of women enjoyed Bethel, and they enjoyed. I'm just calling out names here, I guess. Joel Osteen and Joyce Myers, for example. I started to get a different perspective. And then an evening, they brought in a prophet. Or a false prophet, I could say. And that was when I, that was when I was really scared. Um, since our podcasts are going to be only in 10 minutes, maybe if you so desire, I could a hundred percent talk about my experience on here, but it was not good and it was not of God. And 
I encountered something that is and was the enemy and his power. And I experienced Satan disguising himself as the angel of light. I experienced it within my own presence, my own body. And it was horrifying. And I knew, actually, I didn't know. I was like, is this God? Who is this? What is this? And that's when we know. (laughs) That's when we should know. God is a God of control. God is a God of control. And he is a God of order. You know, by the end, I'm sorry, this, this, <laughs> this gets hard because I don't know how I could be deceived. I don't know how I could have seen this and experienced this and been deceived. I know the Lord wanted me to experience this so that, so that I could <laughs> find and comprehend this passion I have to share and defend the gospel. I ended up leaving as that experience was horrible and there was some te- trying to teaching the teachings of the spiritual gifts, um, which I don't believe, which I believe is um, inaccurate with scripture. And we can totally do a podcast episode on that. And I decided that this is, or I didn't decide, the Holy Spirit convicted me and my community told me to leave. So I did. This whole circumstance led me to hear the Holy Spirit command that I go back to school. So I'm getting my master's in Christian apologetics because he's calling me to teach and lead our younger younger generations to defend the faith, to know the gospel, to fight and share in the midst of persecution, in the midst of pain, in the midst of temptation, in the midst of whatever is going on. I'm so thankful that you've decided to follow this podcast, and I hope that you can understand where I'm coming from a little bit. This was a short little piece of what God revealed to me in 2020 and why I decided to really vivaciously talk about apologetics with a splash of fun.